Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rockin' good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Ryan. Three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. Rocktail Hour is now an affiliate of Amazon.com, the online mega store that offers Earth's biggest selection. Amazon.com seeks to be the world's most customer-centric company, where customers can find and discover almost any product they can imagine, usually at the lowest possible prices. If you're going to buy stuff on Amazon anyway, it would be cool if you could first click on the Amazon.com link on the Rocktail Hour homepage or our affiliates page, and Amazon will kick a few shekels back to Rocktail Hour to help fund the free podcast. In today's Rocktail Hour, Tim is going to bring us the story behind Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Thanks, Ryan. Smoke on the Water is one of those classic hard rock and roll songs, and it's instantly recognizable by that very basic guitar riff, you know, dun, 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 um, which actually the band took a little grief over because it's so simple that some of their um, contemporaries kind of gave them a bad time that they had such a hit over something that was really quite simple to play. And they bristled at that actually a little bit. And um, Richie Blackmore kind of shot back, hey, you know, listen to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. That's easily or arguably the most recognizable piece of music in the world and all that is is basically a four chord person you know a four chord progression dun, right. dun, 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 you know and and yet i don't think he was comparing deep purple to beethoven but the idea is the same you know out of something simple can be something very memorable the interesting thing about smoke on the water is this is one of my all-time favorite songs by a group that i'm not necessarily very familiar with I would I would be hard pressed to name another Deep Purple song, you know. Although again, I, th- I think Smoke on the Water is great, and I'm going to talk about why I think it's so great. But it's one of those songs from when I was a uh, a young kid, you know. As as I started listening to rock and roll music, this was one that sort of spoke to me in a way that, you know, you think, oh, this is so cool. And there were a lot of songs, you know, from that time period that I thought were awesome, really hard-rocking, heavy metal kinds of songs. So I made a list of the ones, and and, and we'll just kind of go through them, because I I think this gives you an idea of, you know, what I think about this song. So here's my top 10 hard-rocking songs of all time. And these, you're probably going to laugh at some of them, but some of them I really, really like. (laughs) Uh, Number 10 on my list would be Mama, We're All Crazy Now by Quiet Riot. And I am more than willing to mock Quiet Riot, but I just think that's a great song. Okay, you know? So this is a, your list of the 10 what? Rockingest songs that I remember from my youth. Rockingest songs <laughs> right. that I remember from Hard my youth. Hard rockingest songs okay. from my youth. All right. Number nine would be Iron Man. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and Treg and I and some friends actually uh, wrote separate lyrics to Iron Man about a girl that we didn't like in high school. But, but <laughs> I, I dig- remember that. But I digress. Iron Woman? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, number eight, we just talked about this while we were taking a break. Number eight would be Lagrange by ZZ Top. I love that Great song, song. And, and to me, that is that is the iconic ZZ Top. And there's a lot of good ZZ Top, but boy, that one's instantly recognizable. Number seven, I'll take a little grief, is Screaming for Vengeance uh, by Judas Priest. I want to see the uh, – what was that album? Um, in 1982, I went to see – uh, the Judas Priest concert, and that was the big British number. One. Now it wasn't British Steel. Um, 
anyway, this was the number one song off of that album. Number six is Crazy Train by Ozzy. I, I think Love that's that a song. great song. And I think that, um, again, that was one of them that I listened to when I worked at the pizza restaurant. Number five is probably not really a hard rocking song, but I love the guitar in it, Comfortably Numb. That's one of my all-time, uh, what I would consider to be hard rock songs. Number four is Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a great song. <laughs> yeah, the vocals in that are just great. And um, number three would be Aqualung by Jethro Tull. Oh, I yeah. think that is a hard-rocking song. Classic. Yeah, classic. Number two would be Back in Black, uh, ACDC. And number one would be Smoke on the Water. You know, as a kid, because, again, that riff is so simple – Almost anyone can learn to play it on any instrument. Mm. You know, I think you could probably play that on a recorder. You know, I, <laughs> I think you could pick that up and play it, and anybody could uh, do that. In fact, um, we were at a talent show one night at a junior high, and these kids that, that probably didn't know ten notes amongst themselves could play "Smoke on really? the Water," and they, <laughs> and they did quite well. And I'm not mocking the song at all because I think this is a great song. Now, I'll admit. Something that I don't always ad admit to most people. I rarely listen to lyrics, um, or at least I didn't when I was younger. As I'm older, I do a little bit more for a couple of reasons. I'm interested in, in what people are have to say, and, and also because I'm a little more cognizant of if I'm going to be listening to music with, with the kids, kids in the car, yep. I want to know what it is they're saying. I think all of us probably, I went yeah. through that, all of yep. us probably had that experience. But I cannot honestly tell you I could I couldn't sing this song along with you know with the radio. It's not possible. I've never paid attention to the words, and I, I guess I'm feeling a little chagrined because I didn't realize I was the only one in the whole world that didn't know this the story behind this song. <laughs> I, I had no idea what it was about. But the this is one of those rare songs that actually chronicles something that happened. And, and so the story behind the songs is really just the lyrics of the song. So I'll just read some of the lyrics to you. Uh, we all came out to Montreux, Montreux being uh, the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland that overlooked Lake Geneva, on the Lake Geneva shoreline to make records with a mobile, which uh, makes reference to a mobile unit that they were going to rent from the Rolling Stones. We didn't have much time. Frank Zappa and the Mothers were at the best place around, and some stupid with a flare gun burned the place to the ground, smoke on the water, fire in the sky. And it just goes on to kind of tell. And actually, that, that talks about how when Frank Zappa and the Mothers were playing in a concert, uh, during the concert, some idiot, some stupid, according to the lyrics, <laughs> uh, shot off a flare gun inside the, inside the concert hall, and the ceiling was made out of rattan. And so oh. it instantly went up in flames, <laughs> burned the hotel down, and um, the, the song lyrics are literally about Deep Purple looking out their hotel window across Lake Geneva and seeing smoke on the water and the hotel burning down. Um, you know, the lyrics are very straightforward, and, and as far as lyrics go, they're not very poetic. They're just basically telling a story. Well, essentially, they had to find another place to record because they were going to record... Um, at the hotel that burned down. And so um, they were trying to record their album Machine Head, and this was in 1972. And they kind of quickly penned this song and, and they came up with this title, Smoke, or, uh, they came up with this song and they, you know, again, the lyrics included Smoke on the Water, but they didn't want to call the song Smoke on the Water because they thought that the, that sounded like a drug reference. So they were initially a little hesitant. Mm -hmm. 
And the band actually says, and and there's been many changes within the band Deep Purple over the years. At the time, uh, Richie Blackmore was on guitars, Ian Gillen was on the on the vocals, and I think he went on to sing with um, Black Sabbath, didn't he? After Ozzy left, um, Roger Glover was on the bass guitar, John Lord on the Hammond organ, and Ian Pace, which by the way plays a big role in that song. Uh, everybody remembers the guitars because they stand out so prominently. But the the organ played a big role in that because this was really uh, psychedelic rock at its best. This is classic 70s acid psychedelic rock, and that organ just jammed during that song. And I think it gets overshadowed by the guitars, but very complex and, and great work. And then Ian Pace was on the drums. Now, they, they say that, you know, they kind of didn't like playing the song but they they recognized that after it became so famous it was going to be their their great their biggest hit of all time and so they talk about the fact that they kind of didn't like to play it but they felt obligated to do it and and in fact it wasn't very popular when it first came out but uh, about a year later they released a single in in, in America and it, and it really kind of took off but the band didn't like to play it necessarily, but they recognized they were sort of obligated to play it. And they kind of describe it as, you know, it's kind of hard to play live and you just kind of plod through it, but you feed off the energy of the crowd because it was such a crowd pleaser. Right, right. But um, it seems like there's a lot of bands like that. Yeah. You know, their biggest hit, they just are insulted that. <laughs> yeah, it's their biggest like it. hit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, satisfaction always comes to mind because uh-huh. I, I heard Mick Jagger say he does not like to play that song. In fact, I think they don't play it anymore. Yeah. How disappointing, you know, because it's the number two greatest song of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Right. Um, Well, the the band kind of describes that it kind of depended on the night because Richie Blackmore just was so fed up with playing it all the time that it kind of really depended on his mood for the night as to whether or not they would play it. Talking about the song a little bit. um, Well, in the song, the lyrics describe really what was happening that night. Uh, Talks about the hotel burning down. It makes reference to Funky Claude, who was running in and out and pulling kids out. And uh, Funky Claude was Claude Knob, and he was the organizer of the concert. And he was kind of a hero. He got people in and out of the uh, out of the fire and, and, and made sure that people were safe. Interestingly, in Montreux now, there's a uh, there's a, a plaque uh, to Deep Purple huh. outside where the hotel originally stood. Um, it's next to a statue of Freddie Mercury from Queen. Cool. Huh. But and there's a plaque, and it talks about Smoke on the Water, and it actually shows the musical notes of that famous guitar riff because it's a tribute to you know, the hotel that burned down. The song also talks about how hard it was for them to find a place, and they actually were running out of money, and they went into this place, and the police actually had to kick them out because they had overstayed their welcome, basically. Now, didn't, they, didn't they record that album live, Machine Head? Wasn't that a live recording? I don't mean live concert footage. I mean they they recorded the songs live in a in an auditorium, where this alternative place that they ended up. Yes, I think that's correct. Rather than the 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 separate parts independently really? and then mixing them together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the case. Uh huh. Except, uh, but but uh, smoke on the water was different, right? Yeah, Smoke on the Water was recorded in that mobile recording studio that was owned by the Rolling Stones. And so I think they actually make mention of that in the lyrics as well. But with the rolling trucks stone thing just outside is one of the lyrics, making our music there. So the song is very straightforward, and it's really the rock tale. 
it just tells the story about, you know, what happened and, and not only that the, the hotel burned down, but then they were forced to, to sort of make different arrangements to record this album, which, you know, at the time um, was a pretty big album. The song, uh, Smoke on the Water, was ranked number 434 on Rolling Stones magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all times. But it ranks number four in Total Guitar Magazine's greatest guitar riffs ever, which yeah. obviously, why would it not be? <laughs> yep. I'd like to know what three, two, and one are. Um, Q Magazine placed Smoke on the Water at number 12 in its list of the 100 greatest, 100 greatest guitar tracks. And and again, although it's a very simple song, and and they, the band took a little bit of you know ribbing from other bands about how simple it was, it's it's one of the iconic rock and roll songs of all times. And there's not a kid in the world that doesn't pound that out at some point on a keyboard because you can figure it out, you or know, a guitar yeah. or a guitar yeah. or whatever. Again, any any instrument. You know what's funny is when I was a kid, um, I we lived right next to this park. And people would come down to party at this park all the time and blast their music very loud. And you know, I, I, I was very young, you know, didn't really, wasn't into music or anything, but I remembered that riff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I actually wrote a song. Uh, you know, I, we had a piano and I used to just mess around on the piano and I, I sounded out that riff. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then years later. Sing us the song, will you? Do you remember? <laughs> Uh, only, yeah. only because years later, I think my mother found that page of music that I had written. <laughs> wow. And it didn't have anything to do with the Deep Purple riff. It was just in my head, you know. Oh, that's it funny. It kind of went all over the place, and it was a song about my dog. Oh. <laughs> my dog spot. My dog spot. Oh. Misty. <laughs> <laughs> So my kids harass me about that all the time. They play us the Misty song, Dad. Sing us the Misty song. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I tell him, yeah, Deep Purple stole that riff from me. That's right. <laughs> Even though that riff appeared nowhere in the song, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, you could. we've talked about the guitars. We've talked about the organ. And again, the organ was incredible. And it has that, again, iconic 70s sound of, of the rock and roll organ. And it, and it's and it I know that sounds strange, but anybody listening to this or anybody who's a rock and roll fan would recognize what I mean by that. But the vocals are really incredible. Um, Ian Gillen does some great things uh, vocally throughout that song, and and again, that's probably why I've never really listened very closely to the words because it's it's very lyrical, just the way he sings it, and and sounds great. Um, I do need to mention that we're doing this podcast, or I'm doing this podcast, uh, because this was requested by one of our uh, very loyal listeners, uh, Thane, and uh, he requested that we do a podcast about this, and uh, also, um, hopefully in the future, we can try to get to a podcast about Carry On My Wayward Son. Oh, we haven't done that one yet, huh? Yeah, we haven't done that one, and and he would request that one as well, so hopefully we can get to that. I have a buddy who... uh sends me YouTube clips. He used to send them once a week of someone else covering Smoke on the Water or really? someone else doing it. Yeah. And one of them that he sent was from an event in, uh, I think it was like 2007, where they had about 1,600 guitar players mm-hmm. at this stadium, this baseball stadium, all playing in unison the riff from Smoke on the Water in awesome. order to set the world record for the most guitarists playing the same song at the same time. I think it's been broken, but for it's you yeah. know it stood for a couple of years. Well, you know who famously covered this on his 
heavy metal album. George Michael? Pat Boone. <laughs> Pat Boone. <laughs> and let me just tell you, if you ever want to go out and listen to something that's um, eerily entertaining, listen to all of the songs. He covers Enter Sandman by really? by Metallica. He uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper. <laughs> and and they're a, they're a little jazzy and they're a little sort of, you know, hokey. But they're pretty good. You know, huh. they're very entertaining. And um, there's a great YouTube clip. Speaking of YouTube, there's a great YouTube clip of of Pat Boone coming out, coming out dressed in leather and with <laughs> with, you know, temporary tattoos all over. And he's got sunglasses on. He comes out and he presents an award at, uh, at the Grammys or one of those music award shows with Alice Cooper. And, and the give and take between Alice Cooper and Pat Boone is really funny. But this is kind of a jazzed up version. And it's actually not bad. You know, if you take it for with a grain of salt and, and and for what it's worth, it's supposed to be sort of entertaining and, but it's not necessarily satire. It's it's really kind of a tribute a tribute to heavy metal music in a in a more, you know, wholesome style. You know, not wow. unlike Pat Boone himself, and it's pretty good. So I yeah, I would encourage you to take a look at those. Wow. If you're a if you're a diehard heavy metal fan and 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 you just can't stomach that kind of thing, then don't. But you know, it's not bad. Thank you, Tim. Listen to a clip from the song on iTunes by clicking on the album link or on our podcast page. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong. If you have an interesting Rocktail Hour of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for Rocktail Hour, if you think we're just lame, well, keep that to yourself. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Also, please contact us if you want to buy the next round at an upcoming Rocktail Hour by becoming a sponsor. Until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on.